When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Aaron Duke. Um, I came across Aaron from uh, meeting you at Colorado Product uh, um, events, I, you know, through the grapevine, um, our networks have crossed a couple different times, I'm sure. Um, and then we had a conversation the other day. Um, I, I wanted to reach out to you to, to chat a little bit about your, um, kind of consulting background, you know, product as a dad and just all of your expertise in this space and just kind of, I, I know, uh, our conversation was great. So I just wanted to kind of share that with the rest of the folks listening and, um, yeah, and just dive into that. Um, Thanks but, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, I'll, I'll give you some question to kind of riff on for a little bit, but um, do maybe like the interviewee question. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, sure. Let me give give me the uh, yeah the the elevator pitch. Yeah. Well, uh, I was born at a very early age um, in South Georgia. Did you get okay. that? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. So yeah. So Southern kid, um, after college did a little time in Montana and was in San Francisco for about 15 years, um, which is where I fell into product. Uh, and I can get back to that, but moved out to Denver about eight years ago. Um, my wife had a, um, opportunity to move into a field base role and, uh, luckily we landed here. The, the plan was to always move back. Um, we have three daughters now, um, ages 10, six and six. We had twins, uh, while we were out here. Oh, wow. And twins. It, it, yeah. Yeah. We got whopped upside the head there. Um, <laughs> so the plan was to move back, but it really makes no sense to do that. Uh, Denver's just good living. It's so much easier. Jobs are great. Uh, lifestyle's good. So, uh, I'm here. Um, I, so back in two, I moved to San Francisco pre.com bust, um, was unemployed for a little bit, danced around in, in various things. My undergraduate degree is in environmental science. I thought I wanted to be a soil scientist. I was enrolled in a master's of forestry program, uh, at one point that I did not complete, but I was working as a project manager for an MVNO, uh, Virgin Mobile USA. Uh, in 2002, uh, and um, the opportunity, uh, a product role, uh, a UX role, uh, actually opened up to um, lead the charge in unifying the Virgin experience across multiple handset vendors. So I started, this is grayscale, this is candy bar phones, flip phones, very much pre-iPhone, 
And I got, I put my name in the hat and I got a role where I was working to create this single, clear, unified virgin, virgin UI. Um, what was the role? I, like, what was the title at that point? It was product. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it was product, but it, but it was weird. It was, it was hardware. Like even, you know, sure. the, the whole thing we were right. It was a, it was a hybrid hardware software product role. Um, working with hardware product vendors on their own software platforms, uh, negotiating requirements and writing and negotiating requirements that created uh, our look and feel, you know, and back then the, the pro the software products, the software we were working on was like managing your account, managing, uh, it was a prepaid solution. So like, mm -hmm. how do you add money check balance? I don't know if you even remember these days. Um, <laughs> it was a while ago, <laughs> yeah. but like give ring, it, give us a year, orient us a little bit. <laughs> well, ring back tones, yeah. Did you, did you, ever, sure. did you ever have a ring, ring back tone? Oh yeah. <laughs> we worked on all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Uh, and anyway, it, it, that was, that was how I learned how to work with engineers, uh, business people, uh, designers. Sure. That was, it was 20 years ago. It was a, it was a legitimate product role that turned into uh, I worked for another MVNO, uh, a de now defunct company called Helio, um, which was down in Los Angeles. Uh, and then I worked at Sony. Uh, and at okay. Sony, um, I worked on, I was the product manager for the PlayStation phone. It was a, oh, wow. It was a, um, <laughs> it was a piece of hardware that instead of sliding out a keyboard, you slid out a controller. And, um, wow. Yeah. Without getting into it, it was a massive flop. It 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 it, it yeah. didn't. It was early Android. It was gingerbread. Um, we didn't have full support from anybody, but um, I was the product. What is the? Hmm. Sorry, no. sorry to cut you off. There, we're on a little bit of a delay here. But what's what is the the difference of product back then versus product now? Like what were kind of, was it fairly the same or, or were there kind of big differences that you can speak to? I think, yeah, I actually think it was a little bit different. I was much more on the business side. I was much more in a spreadsheet. I was much more yeah. uh, reading out on how we were going to make the business successful and much less day-to-day -day focused with engineering teams and design teams and leading the actual development of the product. Um, I think even though I was in the Bay Area, um, if I had been at Facebook or, or some other massive tech company uh, back, call it Microsoft or Oracle or whoever was doing really well back then, um, I bet there were software product roles that were much more well-defined. I think that practice in the Bay Area had arrived, um, you know, skip ahead to Denver right now. I think the product discipline in Denver has arrived finally in the last five years. Um, but certainly things have changed where there's like a lot more understanding of product ownership, where you're actually negotiating requirements and working directly with engineering teams to more of a product manager or senior role where you're really more visionary, uh, thinking about strategy, not so much in the weeds. Um, and then there are like, there are hybrid roles throughout 
companies uh, everywhere. I actually, that's where my sweet spot is. I really enjoy not only thinking about what this thing should be, mapping product vision to company vision. I love working with engineering teams and, yeah, and design yeah. teams. I, I like that side of the house as well. It's so much fun. I, I, I appreciate that as well. Yeah. It feels like um, a lot of the conversations I've had with others and, and just experiencing the role for a while is just, it, it, you're, you're very um, moldable to the situation, right? Like if there is a need for something, um, we're really good at filling those needs and those holes and being like nimble, right? I think a lot of PMs practice a lot of different exercises. Like some PMs might be an engineer or, you know, coming from an engineering side of the house. Um, some might uh, be a designer, for example, or marketer, or just they kind of a jack of all trades and they kind of fill the gaps where necessary. But that, that's, that's interesting to hear kind of um, your, your specific um, um, preference, but yeah. I, I've had to uh, gain knowledge on the engineering side uh, in order to help uh, kind of fill out my profile. I'm definitely a non-technical product person. Um, in, in the Bay Area, when I was, you know, when I left in 2013, the typical path was for an engineer to lead to product. I mean, Google and Facebook were only looking at engineers to drive product work. And I think that that script has been flipped. And I think it's opened yeah. back up to all de, you know, designers, marketers, commercial people. Uh, there, there's no single straight line to get into product anymore. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, that that makes it less daunting too, and and uh, you can be a little more creative and not think as technical if you, if you don't need to. But but the, those folks that um, can manage that role a little bit better too, I think. Um, it is good that, like you said, you you probably brushed up on your computer science or what have you. What what exactly did you do? You know, I was teaching product uh, coursework uh, for General Assembly here in Denver, and uh, you know, five six years ago when they were just building out their campus, there were all kinds of free classes that you could take. Um, That's great. Uh, intro to HTML, CSS. I I mostly focused on front end things that would help me be able to talk. Mm. Uh, I, I never, I never really felt I needed to get too deep on server technologies. I always had a, an, an engineering counterpart that was helpful enough, yeah. but definitely being able to talk the talk on the front end, it, just being able to talk with designers and, and uh, the presentation layer engineers, the people that are building the thing that you can actually see and interact with. It's good to have a working knowledge of that. And yeah. I would encourage that for anybody uh, as if you're thinking about becoming a product person, welcome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, take a design course. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily take a, you know, a six month UX bootcamp or anything like that, but sure. You know, there's so much information online these days just to help you understand a little bit more about what you're going to be working with. Yeah. Yeah. And it always depends on the role, right? I mean, there's some more technical product managers that are, you have to know how to uh, work APIs and microservices mm -hmm. and what have you, but it's a lot different than the design side of things, but um, in it, you know, B2B versus B2C and what have you. I, I got this question in an interview the other day. I was curious to see what your uh, reaction would be, but what are the hard skills that you have um, in, in the role or that you should have in a product management role? Hard skills. Um, 
That's a good one because I I typically I feel like you're you know you kind of dip your toe in all sorts of things, right? But like, what are those kind of things that you're you do take the six months intensive in, and you are like an expert in? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a basic understanding of the platforms and technologies and tools that help develop your product would be are are useful skills. Um, Do you consider writing a hard skill? Yeah, that was my yeah. answer so, was communication, right? Yeah. I mean, in general, so, right? So it, I mean, I think the number one skill a product manager needs is excellent communication, vo- yeah. both both written, verbal, um, leading meetings, building consensus, building consensus before the meeting. Um, mm. So uh, I, communication without a doubt, if you're, if you're super uncomfortable getting your thoughts out and justifying why you think a certain way, uh, product might be uncomfortable for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, my, my, ba- I, I guess, you know, reading, writing, uh, translating technical things into more understandable things for people throughout the business, really yeah. being that center of the wheel. Um, all of that, it leads back to communication for sure. Um, being comfortable, being comfortable in with some complexity and, and having the wherewithal to say, I don't know, uh, at times. It makes a lot of sense. Um, And then, and then to not, to not answer your question on the soft (laughs) side, there's a lot of soft, a lot, a lot of soft skills, uh, with, with product, uh, certainly reading the room and and um, getting what we what you want without being a bulldog about it. Learning how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, well, let, let, let's take it back to your uh, career path a little bit more. So we we left off in like the Sony uh, or the PlayStation phone. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more. Keep going down the route there. Um. So I left Sony when we moved out to Denver and I was a very early product consultant for Blinker. Uh, Blinker's a fintech company here in town that uh, when I was there, we were uh, ultimately figuring out how to um, create a, a comfortable platform for private party automobile transactions. Um, one that didn't involve a bank necessarily, one that didn't involve a dealership, uh, one that didn't involve Craigslist, <laughs> for instance. Um, that was a fairly short stint. Um, the The team regrouped pretty quickly, but I'm I've I've kept an eye on Blinker, uh, which is still alive and well uh, here in Denver. I did a, a short year at Effective UI, um, which is a, a, a design uh, and development agency, full-service agency here in town, also still practicing. I think they're mostly Ogilvy now. Um, my, real, my, my first real uh, media experience in Denver was I was the first product hire at Cirrus MD. Um, I, as I left uh, Effective UI, I met Andy Altorfer, the CEO and co-founder of CirrusMD, who was one of those classic CEOs that was drowning in work. Uh, and one of the things that he was still doing was the product work. And um, I should How big overcom- were they at that, at that point? Uh, 
maybe employee size wise. Yeah. Three co-founders, um, a business guy and two engineers, small. Wow. Very small. Yeah. We, okay. we, we fit in two rooms in the original industry, uh, oh, down wow. in Rhino. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was, we were in the shoe box for sure. Or the penalty box, the penalty <laughs> box. That's what it was. Um, sure. so that was incredible. Um, and we grew SiriusMD um, to about 55 people when I left. Um, and uh, SiriusMD is still doing great work. They've got massive contracts with a lot of the best uh, healthcare payers around. Um, and their chat-based solution is its something that I'm proud of being a part of, of building. Um, after SiriusMD, I joined Nimble Science. Um, that's my most recent full-time experience. Um, and they are what a position. Uh, were you on, like, what was the title at Sirius? And then what was the title at Nimble? So at Sirius, I was, I started as product manager, um, and I was promoted to VP of product, uh, through okay. those four and a half years. Um, at Nimble, I started as VP of product, but like I mm -hmm. alluded to earlier, I, my title, you know, my business card said VP of product, but I was also the product manager and the product owner. Yeah. Um, okay. So playing, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it All was, it was, it was a, but I really enjoy that role. And I think you find people that really like to do that. It's a little bit over said, but player coach role. I like, I like, I yeah. like bringing people up. I like doing all the things I like interacting with everyone and kind of, becoming indispensable in some ways, you know, you're, you're, you just, you, you get your, your hooks in almost every part of the organization and contribute everywhere. Yeah. So tell yeah. me a little bit about, so I want to hear a little bit about that transition from the product manager to getting promoted. Um, I know a lot of folks that are listening to this are early on in their product careers too, and they're looking to level up their skills. And, and, and some of that might be, you know, uh, um, just practicing and doing good product work. Like what, what was that kind of that, that, uh, transition for you? Like what skills did you hone in on? What did you prove, uh, to leadership to kind of move you up into that level? Did you catch all I that? Lost Sorry. You completely. You okay, that's okay. Um, so so I, talk to me about that. I lost you completely. Okay. Talk oh man. Okay. Talk to me about that transition from product manager to VP of product. Like what did that look like? What kind of um yeah, yeah. What so, was that indication to leadership to, to promote you? In that particular case, um uh, a couple different things. Uh, we we raised. Well, I'll start with this. We closed a massive deal, and I was instrumental uh, in the closing of of the deal that really put uh, SiriusMD on the map. Um, I was never a salesperson, but we didn't have a lot of people, uh, and I ended up selling, and I ended up being kind of the day to day contact there, and that that deal closed. Um, was instrumental to the growth of the business. And I think probably helped us secure our A round, which then allowed us to grow as a, as a team. Mm. So in that case, for me, um, I think it was um, good work outside of my, of the, of the product discipline for which I was 
primarily hired, um, I, I was working very much like a founder, although I was not a founder at that time. And then, and then as we raised money successfully, we needed to grow. We finally were able to hire for design. We were finally able to hire for QA. We were finally able to hire for product. And it was a natural progression where I had kind of proven myself to everyone that it was time to take that leap. Yeah. And then, of, and then of course, you know, uh, I was still doing product work. And by that, I mean the, the day-to-day, the in the weeds, but I was also uh, able to mentor and coach people with it underneath my team. And I, I found a lot of satisfaction in, in growing and building that team. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then tell me a little bit about, like, I think a lot of PMs kind of go through this. They're, they're very um, eager to learn, eager to level up their skills. They're, they're just uh, um, um, really passionate and really um, what's the word? Um, I guess curious and passionate, like, you know, they're really trying to, um, they're very critical of themselves too. Um, And I know, you know, myself, I kind of run across this. I know other PMs do the same thing of this uh, concept of imposter syndrome of like, am I doing the job? Am I doing well enough? Especially when the role is so vague and it's not a, um, you know, check these boxes type role. Um, Is that something that you've experienced in the past? And if so, how did you combat that? And if not, um, yeah, yeah. Tell me oh, yeah. a little bit more about that. I think, yeah. I think, I think anybody that said that they haven't at times would be, would be fooling you. Um, <laughs> certainly I've experienced it, um, at times I, number one, I have a, I have a confidence that, that I carry that has been helpful. Um, it's not necessarily fake it, uh, until you make it, uh, I, I don't, I feel very uncomfortable going into situations or meetings or discussions that I don't, that I'm not prepared for. Um, so do your legwork. Um, but I've also worked and been lucky enough to work in environments where I've had mentorship, uh, whether it's a direct line of management or not, I've been able to rely on uh, pretty candid feedback uh, in bo- in two directions with people that I that I work with, which has helped me stay uh, on track and feel good about what I'm doing, and and maybe make maybe give me the advice to kind of course to, to change what I'm doing and course correct a bit. And then lastly, I, so I'm a men I'm a mentor unofficially to 37 people in town, and I would highly recommend. Uh, having an external mentor. Um, if you can, um, within the product discipline, maybe th- that way they'll know what you're up to, like they'll get it. Um, but I-, I find that a good mixture of um, prepare- preparedness, yourself, you know, uh, and w- together with helping to create a culture and a safe environment, if at all possible, within the company that you work. And then, and then I thought mentorship has been absolutely crucial to me uh, in helping me bounce off ideas and ensure that I'm, I'm, that I'm doing the right thing. So, so you're a mentor to a many are, do you still <laughs> take on mentorship? Like, do you seek out mentorship yourself? Yeah, I, I, I've stuck with, so my very first boss, um, 
and and a and a friend or two here and there throughout my career, uh, colleague friends, I've I've stuck with without a doubt. Um, and I check in with them maybe a little bit less these days. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but uh, uh, I, I certainly try to to always when especially whenever I need something, I'll reach out. Um, on the mentorship to mentee side. I still find myself uh, checking in with people that I've talked that I've that I took on five or six years ago here in Denver, and and yeah, I'm 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 still working with people that I'm new new to as well. Yeah, I think that I think giving back the community here in Denver and Colorado in general, and as a result of Colorado Product, the the organization that I'm on, the leadership team uh, of, it's just it's just been really. Um, enjoyable to be able to to be active and to be able to help people not only advance in their product careers but learn a little bit about product and maybe become a product person yeah yeah tell me yeah tell me about that um getting into colorado product when did you first come across that and and how did that go um yeah i was it was when i moved to denver i didn't have a denver network um, and I found that, uh, I did a few things. I, uh, started volunteering and then became very active with Denver startup week. Um, well, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I started teaching a very part-time for general assembly. They were building out their product curriculum there. And I, I met, uh, a couple of guys that were leading, a, a what was originally the Boulder product uh, meetup group that turned into Colorado product. And I went to a, a, a product meetup and met the guys and, and told them I'd be interested in getting more involved. And that's been, that's the one real uh, community focused uh, engagement that I've kept throughout my time here in, in, um, in Denver. And I highly suggest for anybody that's listening, uh, whether you're a product person and not a part of that community, or if you're thinking about busting into product, it's 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 the right way to go. It's a very yeah. active group of contributors uh, that that can help you along your way for sure. Can can you clock the year when you first got acquaint, mm. uh, acquainted with them? Uh, it was probably 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. Um, I, I similarly, I, I was looking at uh, trying to join the community. I, I can't recall what year it was, but um, I, I went. I used the site Meetup, so I was looking at mm -hmm. yeah those, and and I found. I think I found. I think it was Colorado product at the time, uh, but it was in the Boulder uh, area. Um, and yeah, I'm, I live in Denver, so I drove down there and, and met with a few folks too. This is a while ago, but uh, yeah, I mean that's how I got acquainted too. So I think you know if you if you're in your own community, not in Colorado, and you still, I mean, there's there's communities out there. I'm sure in each state um, that you're in or country, you know, if you just look and try to find these things. But for yeah. sure, um, ColoradoProduct.com, and if you want to find me and hit me up, I'd be happy to talk to you about it as well. Yeah. Well, uh, well in the plug section, we'll, we'll make sure we include all the, uh, where to find you, your, your home address, your, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's, um, so, okay, let's, let's keep going here then. So, uh, nimble science, can you tell me a little bit about yeah. that? And, uh, sure. yeah, keep going down that. So nimble, um, is a digital balance training solution that helps older adults regain their reflexive balance and therefore fall less. I mean, it's, it's really a, um, 
I had a great time there. Uh, it's a, it's a, if you think about going to the why, uh, and taking a balance class, it's that, however, it's delivered via your smartphone or tablet, uh, which is super scalable, super convenient. Um, it allows for all of these mag uh, magical sensors in your device to pick up uh, additional data about how you're improving or not. Um, and we, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Again, super small. Uh, I think I was the sixth employee at the time. And it was very much that, like I said, VP product yet product owner. Uh, we didn't even have uh, in-house design. So there were a lot of like sketches and things that needed to be created uh, as a part of that role. Um, and a little bit of, of selling here and there. And, and I think one of the things that you talked about at the very beginning, sadly, um, I, I mentioned I had three um, three kids. So with the pandemic last year, 2020, start of the, the school year, uh, we were staring down uh, three elementary school kids in virtual uh, learning. And um, that yeah. was a huge uh, influence, a huge reason. Uh, there was a confluence of things going on, but uh, mm -hmm. I took a step back from Nimble and I needed to focus on, on the kids. Yeah. Um, and then that's when I took the transition to consulting. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that's, Nimble Science also, they also rate, sorry, we're talking over each other. Uh, Nimble <laughs> Science ahead. raised a bucket of money and, and they've been, they've been expanding and they're still growing. Um, uh, and they're doing great. And I'm, it's all another, they're another company that I'm really happy to see them grow and do well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So the, um, a lot of us are, you know, at home parents with, or working remotely with kids at this point and, and trying to do the profession and that can be rough and challenging. So I wanted to, yeah, definitely get into how did you find consulting? Like what were some tactile things that you did to kind of kick that off? Um, and then what are some challenges to, we can kind of, uh, take that in two parts. What were some challenges with, you know, working at home with some kids, uh, running around? Um, yes, I'm nodding. Um, so <laughs> two virtual kindergartners, I should say the twins are six and, and, um, I don't virtual kindergarten are two words that don't really jive together. It, it's not, that's not what kindergarten was supposed to be. Um, immediately when I, when I went freelance and stayed home, a lot of my time was dedicated to just uh, helping people stay, stay put and understand that you can't just close your, your iPad and walk away from school. Um, uh, one of the reasons why the transition away from Nimble was was a little bit easier is because I did have a couple uh, smaller part-time contracts lined up. So when in becoming a consultant, it was actually because there were some opportunities to do some fractional work. Um, that was one of the reasons why it was it was okay to take that step back. But my primary focus was definitely. Um, you know, teaching my fifth grader how to do fractions. Um, so, it, <laughs> yeah. and, and that, and even though the girls are back in person right now and we've had great success in the new year, there's still quite a bit of, of extra help that I'm able to provide just by being at home. 
The transition to consulting, um, I, I, I'm going to come out and say it, and I'll and we can talk about this now or or later. But I miss in-house work. I miss um, going super deep. I miss I miss waking up and thinking about like it's this is an exaggeration, but one thing. I like I like yeah. I like being super focused uh, and not not being in this project based world that I've found myself in it's working for me right now, given where my life is right now. Um, it, it, it's working out perfectly fine and I don't have anything to, to complain about, but the transition to being a, a consultant, it's, it's, it can be challenging. I think you need to really evaluate whether you're cut, cut up for it. Um, and I can continue there. I, I, yeah, I please. Like I mean, I'd love to hear, like, I'd love to hear um, that, that. So you had projects lined up. Like, did you go through the process of like creating an LLC? Did you have like a specific rate in mind you charged? Like if folks were to get into consulting outside of just the, you know, the transition from full-time to, to, to more fragmented project-based work, what was it, what were some of the tactile things that you did to, to make that leap? Uh, certainly, I did some uh, evaluation of what market rate for for an hourly project might be, and then of course, nothing's ever uh, super set in stone. Um, you kind of have to understand if you're working with a you know a, a seed uh, a seed round company, you're not going to perhaps uh, receive as much as as an established you know series d company um so but i definitely did some work on what i thought i could do and what i could charge i put together uh almost like the elevator pitch for aaron on what type of services i could offer um i i did incorporate myself i did not llc myself at the advice uh i think there's a lot of information on the internet about what a person should and can do. And based on, on your personal position, I hear an LLC can be, can be perfectly fine. Um, I did not go down that, that route. Um, mostly I was working on honing exactly how I could provide my services to the companies that I was, was speaking to. Um, I found the, a contract template online, one that was was pretty robust, and I'd be happy to share it with anybody that wants to take a look at it. Refined it for my my personal services, so I have my own my own little contract that I ran through legal review and I use for myself. Luckily, right now I'm still working on two contracts that I started back in September. Uh, nothing has changed yet. I am constantly aware of the need. And this is one of the, one of the things that you have to do as a consultant is, is do some business development for yourself. Um, you talk to any freelancer in any business in any discipline, it can be very feast or famine. Um, and luckily I'm doing okay right now, but I'm aware that, uh, I need to continue to think about what's ahead, uh, so right. that I'm not sitting around and, and just, you know, shooting hoops at my, at my neighbor's, uh, rim, uh, and, and during the, <laughs> during the workday. Although that would be, would be fun. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then it, what, what typically are these projects? Like, what do they look like in consulting? Is it, um, you know, for a, a given time period, have you made a package where it's like, I can do this within three weeks or within, you know, six months embed me in the team or like, or is it kind of ad hoc where it's like, here's my hourly rate? Yeah. Um, 
the middle and the latter for my two contracts right now. Um, I am essentially um, a product staff fog uh, for one of the contracts that I'm running right now, where I'm more or less embedded on a on a, a squad and running a product for a, a telehealth company based in the Bay Area. Um, another uh, is a is almost a greenfield project with a company down in North Texas, where we're where we're building out a a telemedicine platform for um, a group of doctors that's providing concierge medicine, and I'm doing a lot of in the higher level meetings, talking using some of my experience from Cirrus MD um, <clears throat> on what to build and what and what how we can use a platform to drive to certain outcomes that the physician group wants to get to. Um, so I bill myself as someone that's able to do um, the discovery, the early part of product work, the strategic thinking that will help you get to a roadmap or whatever the output might be. And also the product operation side, if you really need someone to get down into the nitty gritty, uh, work with the teams, design, engineering i obviously have those skills as well so it's it's really it's up to what the the client needs um yeah it's a it's a lot of back and forth um and and what I, are the I, hours I, like if you don't mind like is it uh is it just whenever whenever you can get to it or or is it a nine to five or are you working on eastern time or yeah, yeah um that's probably the best part about it. Very flexible right now. I've got uh, 20 hours a week, um, which it. allows me to do my day job, which is the the kids. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm, unless there's a meeting, a readout, or some sort of other team meeting that I'm joining, uh, I have the flexibility to kind of create the the hours to do the work within my own schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. And then what's the... Like, what's a typical day look like for you? I'm sure it's it's very uh, it varies. Um, but like, could you explain some of like, like your your from, sure. from like your morning routine to like uh, going to bed? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, much details you'd like to divulge? Sure. Um, yeah, up sometime in the early sixes, I would say, kind of naturally. Um, and uh, the girls wake up around seven and school, the first bell is eight ten. So my morning is typically a cup of coffee, maybe a little bit of stretching, looking at my phone, trying to gather what needs to happen in that particular day. Then it's, uh, yeah, breakfast, uh, teeth brushing, school lunches, getting them to school and all of that. And that, that has been fantastic over the last seven months or so. Uh, my relationship with my daughters has grown incredibly um, in, in a good way. I think we are, we can get a little sick of each other and it's a little noisy, but <laughs> that, that part I've, I've very much enjoyed. And then from there on out, honestly, you know, I will always uh, sneak in uh, let's round about two to three hours of, of work um, in a variety of different things, uh, maybe an hour or two of, of a call of, of business development and trying to understand where I can help somebody else out. If there's another project that I could hop on, um, probably one call a day, uh, with, with a friend or colleague or former colleague to talk through things in their career. So that's that sort of mentorship role that I talked about. 
And then, in, and, and I always try to prioritize some exercise uh, if I can. Um, I think uh, in, for, for this pandemic period, I think that I've exercised more and perhaps uh, drank a little bit more wine. I've kind of increased them both <laughs> at the same level. So it hasn't Love been that. too, <laughs> I, some people got in great shape and some people quit drinking. I just sort of like, I, I got, I, I'm a dad and, and I've picked them both up a little bit. So, and then after <laughs> sure. that, then I've got, I've got girls in the afternoon and then mm -hmm. who knows what happens after the three thirty or four. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. What's your, uh, yeah. uh, what is your typical exercise routine? You go on a jog, you ride a bike, do you kind of do some CrossFit? We, like, what does that look like? Yeah, no CrossFit. I, although I hear <laughs> that it's great. Uh, we have a Peloton, uh, which, um, okay saved us during, um, 2020 and I live in Wash Park. So I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the park taking a lap. Um, nice. almost all, I'm, I'm there every day unless it's absolutely brutal outside. Yeah. 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 Yep. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm curious. So, um, what time do the girls go down for bed? Do you get work done afterwards or is it, is it more just like that's the end of the day? It's, Girls, girls are in bed. Let's, let's call it eight 30. Um, yeah. and then after that, it's, uh, it's more my wife and my time, you know, if yeah. I have, uh, my wife has a jobby job. So oftentimes she's doing work during the day and then it's like, I got to do email or something like that. So mm -hmm. there's, I don't have as much email right now, which is probably a benefit of, of consulting and not being in-house where you're like getting all these reply alls and things, things that you feel like you need to read. Um, so it's, you know, watching a show or, um, reading a book, reading a magazine, uh, going to bed early. Um, that yeah. typically that's definitely my time, our time. That's great. Yeah. Yep. What, uh, any, any movies or books or recommendations that you have? Hmm. I'm reading Hollywood park right now, which is a, um, kind of a, a bestseller type novel that I picked up, which I, I do recommend. I've, I've taken a break from business books. I've gotten kind of fatigued, um, with reading about new frameworks and other people's yeah. success stories. <laughs> I, I, they, I plug them in occasionally. Sure. Um, I actually, I, I like, I like Twitter for consuming, um, some of my, I, I, some of the people that I follow are business leaders. So I get a lot of, I scratch that itch there. I think, mm. um, we just started watching the crown, um, last night. I so seen it yet. yeah, yeah. First, first episode, um, Queen Elizabeth's wedding. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know yet, but we're always open to, to starting <laughs> yeah. and watching the, the shows that seem to be the most popular. Typically popular means they're good. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I, let's wrap it up here a little bit. Um, I wanted to give some, I always like to give homework out to our listeners to just, you know, hey, what, what is one thing we can kind of take from this kind of and apply it in our own uh, product careers. So if you were to give them one piece of homework with all the wonderful things we've talked about, or maybe even advice or what have you, what, what would that be? Hmm. Well, I feel like the, the role of a product manager is a, is a lot of common sense. Um, I feel like life um, itself uh, is, a, is, is product work in some sense in that you're constantly evaluating 
what the priority is and what's the most important thing to do and, and how, how to get that done in your life. So, um, I, certainly during, you know, once you have kids and not everybody does, but if you're, if you're, if you're by yourself, if you're with your partner, if you have children, if you're thinking about, if you're a product person, if you're, if you're thinking about getting into product, um, just know that, that life and product work is a constant reprioritization of what's the most important thing that you need to get done in your day. And if you constantly evaluate, um, I think that you'll find that you're getting good stuff, getting the right stuff done. Um, and I think we touched on it earlier. Pro product is the best job in town. Um, and it's become very vogue in vogue. Uh, but there are a lot of people around uh, in the Colorado area that will help you understand how you can get there. And maybe you decide that you don't want to do it. But um, if you like working with everyone um, and kind of being that indispensable center of the wheel, it could be the right role for you. Yeah. Love that. That was, that was well put. <laughs> um, and, and so cool. where, where can people find you? Um, uh, you know, if you, if you want them to reach out, um, what, what are some good kind of tricks to contact Aaron? Um, certainly I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me Aaron Duke. Um, my, I'll give, I can happy to give an email address actually. Um, uh, Aaron Ambrose Duke at gmail.com if you'd like. Uh, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And if, and, and if I can't talk in the next couple of weeks, let's set it up for, for a little ways out, but I'm always happy to, to take on a conversation and chat with you about where you are. And if I can help you out in any way. And that, that's not just Colorado, right? No, that's is true. That, yeah, that's, that that, okay. It, <laughs> that's anywhere. That's, that's anywhere. Yes. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Well, yep. <laughs> well you just opened up the floodgates now. Man. I did. I did. No. <laughs> Yeah, no. no, we, we can do that. We can, we can manage okay. that. Yep. Well, well, you might have to change your email address at some point because we have millions and millions of listeners. No, I'm just kidding. I checked um, that but, out beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. I, I so yep. appreciate your time. Um, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, please check out Aaron Duke, send him a note, um, and, and tell him product coffee sent you. Um, and then, uh, yeah, rate, subscribe us on all the, on the platforms, share us out on LinkedIn, um, and tell us a little bit about your story. And um, looks like we finished up our coffee, so go level up. Thank you.